You're listening to Latchkey Kids on the Channel 3900 Podcast Network. Here's your hosts Amy Poppinger and Sam Mulberry. Welcome to the Latchkey Kids. I am Sam Mulberry, and I am joined as always by Amy Poppinga. Amy, we are back. This is a very special episode. I haven't even told you my thoughts on when this episode is going to drop, so I'm going to tell you. I'm going to break this news right online. Okay, now, if you're listening exciting. to this, this news has already happened. But um, <laughs> our topic for today is Halloween. Oh yes. So I was thinking um, we we have a regular Sunday podcast on this uh, on this network, but I was thinking, what if we drop this like at midnight on Halloween? Night? Ooh! Yeah. So like you wake up and you, uh, you it's know, a present the next morning, and it's sitting there for you. Is that that sounds good, right? It's not oh, our I normal like Tuesday, but no. Yeah. But I think that that's a nice idea. Yeah. So yeah, if you're that's... up late trick or treating and you get home just as the clock strikes twelve, you can download the podcast. There you go. Exactly. So yeah. So this is like a bedtime story. It for is a you. bedtime. This actually this does work as a bedtime story. Yeah. So this just gives me the warm fuzzies. Even as a person who's not, as an adult, I'm not, I'm not into Halloween, and I, I don't understand it because as I've gotten older, I've noticed that in my neighborhood, like people really have got like people decorate their exteriors in much more elaborate ways than when I was growing up. However, I really did enjoy it as a kid. It just had such a there was just this special feel to the day of Halloween and then the anticipation of getting to go trick-or-treating at so, night. So walk me through that a little bit. So I'm presuming you did most of your trick-or-treating <laughs> in New Mexico, right? Yes, um, yes, I did. Which, you know, as we all, we know where all this is headed, right? There's an element of danger. <laughs> right. But well, but here's okay, here's an advantage. I want to sell people on New Mexico Halloween. But I've, <laughs> I've, I've never been there, but... I grew up with Minnesota Halloween. Yeah. And for those of you listening who don't live in the upper Midwest, October 31st gets pretty cold. It sure does. Yeah. I mean, because this is, uh, my family moved to Minnesota the year of the great Halloween snowstorm. wow. Yeah. So, I mean, New Mexico is a very pleasant place climate-wise to trick-or-treat. Like, ideal, actually. I mean, I was actually just in New Mexico this past weekend, so I was just there and reminded of how beautiful it is during um, fall. But uh, so I I went to a Christian school. When we moved to Minnesota, I found that there were there were these very strong opinions about Halloween as Christians. There, I do not recall any of that in New Mexico. Everybody was down with Halloween. Um, maybe there were there was some uh, uh, discriminating choices as it relates to costuming. You know, like I mean, I don't remember ever asking my mom if I could dress up as a devil, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure she would have. You know said no to that here's how here's how different my christian upbringing was okay because i grew up in the catholic church yeah. i remember so everyone for, dressed up as well well, <laughs> well no <laughs> um for for us uh november 1st would be uh, all saints day that's yeah. a holy day of obligations so right we, we would always have mass at school yeah. on on that day and i remember distinctly going to church it was either on all saints eve which is halloween or the day before or the day after or, or all saints day and the, the priest, when they processed in, had taken a large pumpkin and carved out a face and carved out the bottom. So he wore it on his head as he processed oh, in for Halloween. My 
Goodness. So it was a um, church that embraced Halloween. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. and Well um, done, Father Kevin. Oh, Father Kevin, that is remarkable. Yeah, no. I mean, pretty much since my Christian upbringing, by contrast, is that nothing really happened between, say, the death and resurrection of Jesus and then when the Southern Baptist Convention <laughs> gets established in the 20th century in, in America, of course, I wasn't aware anything happened in there. So, <laughs> but that is, that's pretty, yeah, no. I mean, I would say actually that our Christian community was um, accepting of Halloween, but didn't embrace Halloween to the extent that that yours certainly yeah, did. Yeah. That's fascinating. But we had like a um, so even at my Christian school, we were allowed to wear costumes like on on Halloween. Mm-hmm. We could wear costumes to school. Um, and again, I do think they probably said something about like costumes need to be appropriate sure. or whatever. Um, but at this point in time, there were no, you know, like nobody wore, say, like political costumes or things that were commentaries on, right, you know, right. it was just kind of kind of like your standard costumes. But um, but I just loved um, I mean, my favorite part of Halloween was like the candy like getting to sort like Mm -hmm. the candy sort at the end of the evening I think usually it was my dad who would take us trick-or-treating even after my parents were divorced my dad would come and take us so that my you know someone's got to be the the candy passer outer which you don't even think about till someday you're a parent and you realize oh somebody stayed home because now I have to stay home you know and pass out the candy but um, I feel like candy was just better then like I I feel that that you got more of a variety I feel like now when I sort the candy with my kids everybody's buying the same combo pack at Costco or Sam's Club and it's just kind of all this it's like basically the same four or five things and back in the day I mean there was just all kinds of intriguing little choices that you received it was a way to express yourself by like yes because there not only was not everybody buying combo packages there weren't combo packages no. so you had to pick like okay we're gonna be like a Kit Kat house exactly we're gonna be a whatever house. right we're a three musketeer house or we're the weird baby Ruth house or like we're the extremely disappointing almond joy house right um, <laughs> the kind of candy you give to your parents and like exactly I can't even trade this the it kind, has no va- market value right that's how you know that you're a grandparent is that like when you go to choose your Halloween candy you're like let's get some almond joys well, let's it, get some mounds now, to mix it up now for what's the people interesting that don't like the nuts <laughs> what's interesting about the candies you're naming is even the we- the candies you're saying are weird Baby Ruth, Mounds, Almond Joy, like those are fairly mainstream compared to some other candies. My favorite part about Halloween candy as a kid, I don't even know if these things still exist, is that there are certain candies that are not explicitly Halloween themed that I have never had except Except for Halloween. I offer you the bit of honey. (laughs) Oh, that is so funny. Um... So, yes, agreed. A bit of honey, a total random. Um, there were, um, like, do you remember, like, six slits were yeah, a total yeah. random? Um, these have become a little more mainstream, but I never see them aside from Halloween, like, whoppers. I mean, I guess maybe at the movie theater yeah, people yeah. have whoppers. But um, there was a family in our neighborhood that would pass out. And, again, this is so, um, this is 1980s, folks, so we were not concerned. We didn't have the same sanitary measures that we that mm-hmm. we do today. But do you remember, like, the, the like, the... They were uh, they were supposed to look like a soda bottle, but they were like they were wax candy. Yeah. Do you remember oh, yeah, where yeah, you had yeah. to bite off the wax and then like drink out whatever mm-hmm. was inside the wax enclosure? A sister um, candy that to that was the bottle caps. I, I was just caps. gonna say bottle caps, and my favorite bottle cap was the cola oh, flavored cherry bottle cola ca- for me. Okay, yeah. Oh. 
bottle caps. That was a really good one. There was a family in our neighborhood. Every every neighborhood has this family. There was the family that that bought the full size candy bars. Oh, yeah, that had like a big. They would have a big Kit Kat, or you know, they would have the Reese's peanut butter cup that came with two peanut butter cups, and everybody like loved that house because they they just seemed. Um, they they just were so they seemed like the Drummonds. They were so wealthy. They just lavished right. us. <laughs> now now the thing that I that I also love and I don't again I haven't I don't I have not lived as an adult in a place where trick or treaters came. So oh, like so right. we're not buying stuff. Okay, for this. we we get massive trick or treating operation where we live. But so yeah. I don't know whether some of the stuff that I'm thinking of exists or okay. not anymore. But I also love that as a kid there was also. What I would think of as like generic Halloween candy, the little like, like they were black or orange. There was no oh, yeah, writing yeah. on. It. What were those? <laughs> they were no. kind of like, like vaguely a, peanut buttery. There was like, something that was peanut of, buttery. There was something taffy, else yeah. you'd. I was just gonna say taffy. It was it was a taffy texture. It was like, yeah, something something random. So or or how about when we were growing up? There was like the make it yourself snack size uh, Halloween treat. So it's like some of the houses we would go to would have the sandwich. Remember we talked yep. about sandwich bags that mm-hmm. you would just fold over or put a twisty tie on, right? Yep. It would be like the random sandwich bag that had you know ghosts printed on it or um or scarecrows mm-hmm. or something, and then it was kind of a grab bag of mystery treats and maybe. Maybe a tablespoonful of um, exposed peanuts. That's right. Thrown in for That's for right. good oh, yeah. for good yeah. measure. It's kind of trail mixy. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, there was also the popcorn ball house. Did you? There was the popcorn ball house, but you know, now again, I think that's a lot of effort. And I never, I'm not a big popcorn ball person, but I want to give a shout out to all yeah. the ladies. And I'm not. I don't want to. I don't want to assume, but, but I am going to assume. Yeah. I'm going to give a shout out to all the ladies who spent all day on Halloween. Just you know, sticky handed up and watching days of our lives and making popcorn balls. L- little, that was nice. Yeah, mm. a little life hack for you if you get a popcorn ball. Now I don't think we get these anymore, but if you yeah. get them because you don't want to eat them, let's be honest, that makes a great outdoor Christmas ornament to hang on a tree that then right. like birds or squirrels birds can, can come eat. Yeah, I like that. Let's repurpose these things. Yeah. Um, two houses up from us was the O'Rear family. I'm pretty sure they're not listening. But shout the o- out to the O'Rears. Shout out to the O'Rears. The O'Rears were from... Oh, poor Jason O'Rear. Right? That's an unfortunate name in the 80s. But uh, like, um, they were from New York and they had gotten transferred to Albuquerque. And um, I always remember that we knew it was like time to go in after like playing in the afternoon. It was time to go in for dinner because Mr. O'Rear had a Mercedes that had a catalytic converter. So it was like you'd hear him come home because you'd hear like the click, 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 clicking sound that a mm-hmm. catalytic converter makes. Um, coming down the street. But the O'Rears, like, they were just, you know, I was too young to recognize that they had these, like, I was too young to know what their cultural differences were, but I knew they I, were different. I'm so like, interested in this. Oh, it was so, it was so fun. Like, I have many O'Rear memories, actually, because, like, for some reason, I would go to their house a lot if my mom couldn't find a babysitter, because they only had their son, Jason O'Rear, and I think they really wanted a daughter, so I was kind of like their surrogate daughter, but the O'Rears just had, had like, no time for Halloween, so they just did the very New York, and they had like the accents and everything of like, here's a dollar, 
Here's a dollar for you. Here's a dollar for you. Okay. So like they just gave out dollar bills. It was like Mrs. O'Rear could not be bothered. <laughs> because I don't know these people, I'm going to say this. And because you know them. Yeah. So like, I love this story because in my head, what I'm picturing, you've talked about the Mercedes giving away <laughs> dollars. Yeah. Like, how mobbed up were these people? Oh, I, I think pretty mobbed up, right? Like their trash got collected on a different day than the rest of us. And what's funny is that in New Mexico, the majority of homes are just one story. Okay. I'm not even going to say Rambler. No one in New Mexico says Rambler. That has no meaning there. So if you lived in a two-story, it was sort of like a, um, it was like a unicorn. I mean, you got so, like, literally, if you made friends with a kid who lived in a two-story, there was something very special about that because nobody had two stories and there was one two-story on our street. And of course, like, that's what the O'Rears bought because where they came from... (laughs) People have two stories. Well, and I but... would argue that that's what they were provided by the witness protection Well, I program. agree. That's probably quite likely. O'Rear, right. Right. I don't remember any family ever coming to visit. I just remember Mrs. O'Rear always coming out in the yard and being like, Jason, come in. Well, I Your love, father's home. I love that you grew up in the final scenes of Goodfellas. Yes. No, I did indeed. I have, like, when we get to... um. We get to our episode on movie experiences, going to the movies in the eighties. I we will come back to Mr. O'Rear. Oh, and I, he's a very I special spot in my heart. Do you remember, like, what were you? Um, I also feel that the eighties was not just in New Mexico, but everywhere. Trick or treating was kind of a gamble. There were some significant, like, known dangers that were possible that came along with trick or treating that we would be warned about. That would be like, did you? Was that just where I was? No, I'm thinking I of think, a few specific things here. I want to see think what you those think. Those were always expressed. Although, and definitely I, I remember inheriting them because I remember, and it's funny that I was scared of this because this, like, this happened with a large group of kids that we would come. I remember coming to this house and they had like a porch and instead of like giving us the candy from the door, like they invited us onto the porch and they gave us the candy. Oh. And like that felt creepy, even though yeah. I was with conservatively 17 kids at the right, time. Right, Like right. they're not going to abduct 17 kids right now. This is just an old lady who's like trying to hand out stuff to a big group of kids. Yes. But, but I remember in my head being like, this seems suspicious. I've seen enough sitcoms that yes. have very special episodes to know I might be walking into one. Yes, yeah. for sure. So there was definitely that. The there creepy was, houses. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because they were houses that you never would have visited at any other time of year. Oh, yeah. You were like, you, you discovered who lived there. And it was like, that's where a guy with no shirt lives. Yeah. I don't recognize him right now because he's usually in the yard without a shirt. <laughs> um, and then there was, there was the sort of panic around like is there going to be something dicey yes, in your in your candy yes. i remember that there was a big scare one year warning kids about like razor blades and apples and mm-hmm. all i can remember is thinking who gives out an apple and if you got one <laughs> who would eat it who would eat it who would eat the apple but the do you remember that though do, the razor yeah. blade and apple was a big concern um the syringes looking sy- for, sy- syringes yeah. this is the again this is the 80s um the idea that you if any of your candy was looked like it it was opened or tampered with in any way. I mean, I think Did there you were get a parental check. I was candy? just gonna say that is literally exactly where I was going. That I'm pretty sure there were PSAs right about like, you know, um, don't you know talk to your kids about smoking, talk to your kids about drugs, and if you're any kind of parent, you go through their Halloween candy before you let them touch any okay. of it. So as a as a person in your 40s, yeah. Who is a parent? And, yeah, and I, I'm going to say this because we're good friends. Like we're both pretending to be grownups, right? Like, yes, we don't for really... sure. No. <laughs> okay, if somebody gave you a bucket of candy to quote inspect, like 
I don't know what I'm doing. Like, what I am I looking her. for? I think I, I would go just go through the CIA training no, of how to inspect candy. I, I would just kind of move it all around. Yeah. You know, I would just kind of shuffle it a maybe, little bit. Maybe pocket a Snickers bar. Oh, while that's you're just at it. it. Yeah, Eric, um, my husband, he's always sort of like the candy go througher, and I'm like, all that meat. You're not even looking at them. All that means is he takes out the Sour Patch Kids because yeah. he likes. Like, that's all it means is he sorts their candy for things that he would like. No, we don't. We don't put it under a black light. Or um, do any kind of expe- inspection of all of the, the the closures if things are sealed properly, you know. And because ki- we we just um, you know what, think whatever's going to happen is going to happen. So, right. <laughs> so when you were a kid, did you have like a crew that you went trick or treating with? Were you a solitary trick or treater? That's a good question. Um, uh, I was not a solitary trick or treater, but I've never been. You know, you I, you would describe yourself as introverted. I would describe myself as ambiverted. I enjoy talking with people, but I don't actually like being part of large groups. Um, and so I would usually trick or treat with my brother and a parent. We never we we never trick or treated on our own. I mean, your parents didn't come up to the like to the door with you. They stood out on the sidewalk pretending to watch you. So but even then actually like sixth grade you went mm, with a parent? I think by sixth grade, I'm trying to think of how late in life I did trick or treat. That's that's, that's no, universally the last you're year. Right. You could, sixth you really grade I think we were allowed to go off on our own. Remember Sam it is New Mexico. But um but definitely two years at least, Mr. O'Rear is the parent that walked around with us. Okay. Gosh, I really liked Mr. O'Rear. I think he was fun. now that I'm thinking, I'm like, I guess I kinda Thought to be as a father figure, Mister O'Rear. <laughs> um, Tom. So, so you talked about you talked that. about you know we had our standard Halloween costumes. Were you the kid mm. who thought way out ahead about what you're going to be, or were you the? It is October 30th. I need to get something together. Um, I think more thinking ahead because at that time, and most of our costumes were things you bought at the. Um, drugstore really mm-hmm. I mean and I call it that like the drugstore you know um, and so I did I did think somewhat ahead uh, because you only had so many options it's not like you were sitting and looking on the internet or something so every time I do remember that like as soon as the Halloween costumes were sort of out then I always wanted to go to the drugstore so that I could pick out my costume. And we didn't spend a lot of money on this. My mom made costumes in the early years. And it's kind of funny because as kids, we look back on those costumes and we see the pictures of them and we kind of laugh because my mom's, I mean, this was her unofficial model that we gave her. But like, if you can't hot glue it together, it's time for a new one. My mom didn't sew. So like all of our costumes, like things had just been cut and then hot glued, um, which gives them a bit of a homespun mm-hmm. uh, type of look to them. But um, a number of my costumes were truly just kind of like the the, the vinyl like the same material that I think is, in, is, is on the, the vinyl plastic tablecloth mm-hmm. and like a mask. Yep. Like that was it, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so I remember those were mostly my selections were pretty simple. But, and you? I actually tended, when you said standard, I really, I was one of those kids more where I don't, I think I dreamed about Halloween costumes way out ahead, but I didn't do anything. Yeah. So I feel like they were a lot more, there are certain Halloween costumes that are hiding in your house. You know, like yes. you can be a pirate pretty easily. Yep. You can, you be, can a, be a hobo pretty easily. Yes. Hobo is a go-to for sure. Yeah. Um, like, uh, uh, 
farmer. Yeah, yeah. Um, fill in the blank, random country person as from a, a farm. Yeah. As a boy, you could be just about any kind of sports player. Yes, like, the I jersey. Was a baseball player yeah, or here. just yeah. pull out the football jersey. That's what it's funny because um, that's my kids do that. They kind of say, "I'm not trick or treating this year," and then at the last minute, they always decide to, and they go throw on a couple of old Cowboys jerseys and away they away they go. <laughs> to which, oh, this is the best. I can't. This is not from my own memories, but. Um, Two years ago, Cole was wearing um, a Troy Aikman jersey that we found at a, at a Goodwill years ago. Um, and, like, the dad who answered the door when Cole rang the doorbell said, oh, dressed up as somebody whose dreams died. <laughs> it was the best. <laughs> it was the best. Yeah. Um, yes. But then other, uh, you know, the the ghost is pretty yeah. easy in some form. Some kind of, like, zombie-ish thing. I was just yeah. going to say, putting a little makeup on the face to make you look like, again, generic zombie. That's another, that's another good one. And um, it feels like the older you get, the more, like, kind of loosely conceptual you're, not in a creative way, but your costume is just, like, I am, like, scary version of teacher. Yes, I, exactly. Like, okay, frazzled. I'm yeah. just a frazzled version <laughs> yeah. of it's whatever. It's mostly I am person seeking candy. Exactly. Like, yeah. You could wear your um, my kids both have for various things they, they have. They usually have a pretty ill-fitting suit in their um, closet so you can be frazzled financial advisor or <laughs> frazzled insurance agent or I like that. Now, did you, as a kid, did you guys have, like, your kind of route planned out? Yeah. Well, we didn't. So, in New Mexico, where we lived, and I think I've mentioned this, but most of of the neighborhoods, the street, like, New... Most of these sort of post-World War II southwestern cities are built on a grid system. Mm -hmm. So there's kind of no, like, meander. I mean, it's sort of you go, and I have mentioned this in podcasts before. Um, If you head to the east, you increase in elevation. And then as you come back down your street, you decrease in elevation. So we would just go. We would, like, do the houses. We lived on the north side of the street. We would head northeast. You know, and then use up our our energy, and then come all the way back down um, oh. on the other side of the Let street. Let Isaac Newton help you out. Let Isaac down. Newton no. help you out. And then if you were tired, because we lived kind of actually right smack in the middle, <laughs> if you were tired, you could just bail when you kind of were, you know, you were you were across the street from your own house, or you could really dig deep and then go ahead and, and finish out the other side of the street, and then come back up. Or I mean. Yeah. You know. Now, I have to say about Halloween costumes. Now, I started by talking about how nice the weather must be in yeah. New Mexico. Uh, a lot of my memories of Halloween as a kid was like, I have a costume I put together, and wow, does it not go with my winter jacket, which yes. I'm also wearing. So, like, we all should have just picked, like, Hoth-themed costumes Agreed. from Star Wars and just been like, guess what? I am Han Solo on Hoth again because that's, right. Here that's I am. what the weather asks us for. I'm so big, Halloween was always foot. a bummer in that way. Well, that's – I do remember when we moved here, I ne- I mean, I never had to put a coat on over a Halloween costume or wear gloves or a hat or any of that nonsense. So definitely, I mean, that's another way to skate by is you can just kind of pretend that your costume is under. I am a under. polar explorer. I am a polar explorer. <laughs> yes, indeed. Or just someone trick-or-treating on Halloween in Minnesota. <laughs> they look exactly the same. Did you have Halloween parties at school? No, not really. Um, so we, you wear costumes, but you would just do your regular school We day? wore costumes and we brought candy. 
but we didn't call it a Halloween. We didn't call it a Halloween party. I. You How know, weird <laughs> must that have been to be like a third grade teacher? And it's like, I am teaching a room full of little monsters yes. who are also wearing Halloween costumes. <laughs> But it's but like it's we're not, just doing like penmanship. Yep, we just don't we don't acknowledge that it's Halloween. Um, and you know, I was not a person to want to to host parties because I get too nervous about everybody having a good time and whatever. But I had a Halloween party in um, fifth grade. Really? I went out on a limb and I had a Halloween party and. Um, it. I just remember being so nervous about it that I didn't enjoy it at all. And then I had um, a lasting PTSD that I would that would flare up at my own wedding. I just don't like. I don't like that feeling of is everyone having a good time? Is this you know where people sure. really want to be? And that was my one experiment with having a party. And even Which though kids weird. came, we bobbed for apples. My mom did this game where you'd reach your hand into a. Um, she had different paper sacks. Have you heard of this mm-hmm. where you reach your hand in and you feel something and then you have to, you know, think of what it is. Yeah, like or, the peeled grapes or eyeballs. Exactly. This, like the cold spaghetti noodles or brains, you know. So, I mean, I think that we put an effort. I'm sure it was fun. I have no fun memory of it because it's been crushed by just the anxiety of worrying about other people. Okay, we're going to we're gonna do therapy for like a minute yeah. here. Mm. Because what's interesting is I think of you as somebody who is a great host mm. and likes to host get-togethers, but is there something about specifically Halloween that 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 triggers that? No, I think but it, but if you think about it, okay, for the most part, not everything, but with the exception I guess of my 40th birthday where we did like a um we did remember like 1950s themed mm-hmm. Christmas party. For the most part, I'm hosting things to celebrate someone else. Gotcha. And that's the difference, right? So it's sort of like and it allows me to fully be in the role of like, I mean, I you, I think you're kind of similar. I like to have a role but I don't want my role to be that I'm sort of the one leading everything. Gotcha. I want my role to be I'm in charge of this food. I'm making sure people have what they need. But the draw isn't me. I'd be I'd be too afraid of the rejection. Like no one's going to show up. Nobody's going to you know. Sure, I mean, sure, sure. so it, so it's funny. But I just distinctly remember that party and thinking, why did I do this? Why? And again, I think it was fine. But I just was so dreading it when it finally got close, and was so very relieved when it was over that I never had <laughs> another party. Again, you know, I just and again, I'm sure I'm sure it was fine, <laughs> but just too much stress, too much stress. <laughs> so, well, well, Amy, we are getting to the close of our time. Do you have a favorite Halloween costume you ever wore? Mm. Yeah, I I mean, you know, I don't know if it's favorite so much as the one that like sticks out in my memory. Um so I have two. So I'll, I'm going to talk about one as a kid and one as an adult. Um, so when I was a kid, at the actually at this Halloween party, and who knows, maybe this is why I wanted to have the Halloween party. I got this costume that was called <laughs> it was called Lady of the Night, which right now as I'm Whoa. thinking about that, <laughs> and it was just it was like a black flowy dress, and then it came with this silver sparkly belt that looked kind of like a lightning bolt. And then it had, um, it came with fake nails. And they were like these sparkly silver fake nails. And because I am, I am someone who enjoys like fashion and what, or whatever, I think, I think it was this transition from like kid type costumes to feeling like it was something kind of adult that my mom, I mean, there was nothing um, inappropriate about it other than I guess it being called 
lady of the night. But what I liked about it was like it came with these sparkly nails that I never would have been allowed to wear. It came with the sparkly belt, but it really should have been called something else. Now that I think well, about what's that. what's okay? This is it is that is it. we're going to end on that story because that is a well. Part, I got to tell you okay. the other one though too. Okay. But yeah, yeah. But, no, go ahead. Go ahead. So then the other one is um, as an adult. Um, Sarah Shady and I, one year for Halloween, um, we were a t- we were a, a partner costume, and we were um, Velma and Daphne from oh, Scooby Doo, sure. and it was like that it was the best. It was the best costume I've ever had in the sense that it was like we were, and we we, we made our costumes ourselves, but we were you know I mean point for point like looked just like Velma and Daphne That's and that awesome. was like the best and she having a good buddy with me takes away all of my insecurities so it's like I could embrace the fun and the whimsy of it because I had a friend but anyway okay. no I was actually both of those are perfect latchkey kid mm-hmm. stories because one of them is a reference to the kind of thing we would yes. watch after school right yes Scooby-Doo. totally and the other is this perfect example of like you talked about how there was all this care put into like, well, we kind of need to protect our kids against stranger danger and protect our kids against <laughs> stuff in the candy and protect our kids against like even the idea of Halloween. Yes. But then somehow slipping past the goalie is a costume called Lady yeah, of the Night. That I, is so perfect. I know. I know. And I just, I, I do think it's funny because I, I think my mom, again, and it's sort of 1980s parenting, right? It's, I would not have been allowed to be a devil, did not want to be per se, but would not have been to be, been allowed to be anything that would have hinted at a um, uh, a uh, sort of satanic you know po- power theme however lady of the lady yeah, of the night yeah. was just fine because apparently she just brings good and well and, right. and, she, she's, and she's a lady and she <laughs> and she's the lady and see my version of this would have been like so many of my Halloween costumes involved carrying weapons you know, oh, it's like, sure. It's like for some reason, that was totally okay. Yeah. And I think about the, to- we'll do an episode on toys that sh- we should never have. Oh, abso- absolutely. But that's funny, right? Because there is something to that. Again, it's this, um, like, why do you think you liked the costumes with weapons? And I know we're wrapping up, but why Why do you think, you know, what was it? it was was it just having the accessory? Was I it think it was having the, the thing to hold. Because, like, the yeah. costume made me feel uncomfortable. Exactly. But having the, like, thing got me excited whether it was a sword or a gun or something that yeah. is so true it's that it's that security blanket of having a wand or a or or, or a firearm that's right that's in your right case. and i'm like the least gun person you in the sure world, are so that's what is kind of cracking about. me up about it well amy this has been delightful oh we didn't, i know we didn't know where this was going to take us uh and it took us on a pretty fun ride i'm excited to come home from trick-or-treating tonight and to listen to this there's not a chance i'm going trick-or-treating or i'm going to be no. up at midnight right but i'm excited for somebody else to have that experience that is all the time that we have but in the immortal words of billy ocean when the going gets tough the tough get going right over to the arrears thanks for listening to latchkey kids email us at channel 3900 at gmail.com and subscribe to the channel 3900 podcast network on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you get your podcasts 